0: Hey, I'm Shannon, and I'm not in the mood to be with a bunch of people.
1: And I'm Emma, and I'm not going to lose my table at pasties so you can cruise a holy man. I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise.
0: I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore.
1: I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll we'll give you a hundred dollars if you say something bitchy about someone we know. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my not goodness. worth it. Just not worth it. <laughs> no. At
1: Pasties. What is past what kind of restaurant do you think pasties is? Are I, pasties? No, pasties. I think
0: it's pasties. Pasties. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of food it is. I don't live in New York, but I feel like I've heard it mentioned a lot. Like it's a cult, like kind of mm, favorite. I
1: think one of those places. Yeah,
0: like everybody knows the name and gotcha. like tries to get in or something. It's probably <laughs> redonkulously expensive.
1: Probably. Yes. We'll have to eat there when we go.
0: <laughs> yes, a part of our Sex in the City, New York City tour. Oh, I love to.
1: I would love to one day. One day we'll go. One day,
0: yes. One day we will. Um, I expect to run into the same sandwich man that (laughs) Miranda Cruz is. Obviously, that person (laughs) is still there, dressed as a sandwich.
1: He's really made a career out of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Graduated to a foot long. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're not talking about sandwiches today. Uh, We're talking about a different kind of day. A day of birth, (laughs)
1: we've talked about death see- this season yes now we're going way in the opposite direction
0: yeah we're, we're gonna circle back here um <laughs> what happens after death perhaps rebirth <laughs> well no not quite that far we're talking about birthdays Yay. um and it's kind of cool because there's actually like quite a few birthdays celebrated throughout the series and i think all four of the girls have a birthday moment in some way shape or form or a birthday acknowledged at least um, throughout the series which is cool mm-hmm. and they're always kind of like they're always kind of you know in the background of an episode um, never necessarily like the focal point of the episode which I don't know it, it kind of stands out to me I guess there's not like yeah it's, it's just never like a significant plot point I guess there's always something kind of related to it But anyway, to kind of start us off, I'm curious, um, since everybody has a birthday, (laughs) (laughs) even me, (laughs) even me, Um, I'm curious what your most memorable birthday is.
1: I had to think about this one, as I usually do have to think about the questions. Um, And I think my most memorable birthday, or at least one that comes to mind that is from recent memory is when I did my gender bender party. Oh, yes. And it was so fun. And actually, Shannon came as Guy. I I mean, Guy Fieri came.
0: Yes. Um, as me. <laughs>
1: as Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> and there were no. Oh, I guess Patrick from SpongeBob came. Is it Patrick? Is that? The- yeah. I've never I- seen SpongeBob. Shannon is looking at me very intensely right now. I, I I, haven't, and I know that's a sin.
0: I have two major canons in my meme arsenal. <laughs> One of them is Spongebob. I almost exclusively try to communicate through Spongebob or Drag Race memes.
1: <laughs> well, you have never sent me a Spongebob meme. And if you did I wouldn't understand it probably that
0: is that is very fair I mean if you ever wanted to go down the spongebob rabbit hole um it's actually pretty cute it's pretty cool
1: that's what I've heard um but yeah it was uh it was a gender bender party it was quite fun I actually hadn't drank for six months before and I had a lot of anxiety leading up to it about what does a birthday party look like Without alcohol. Well, okay, no. I was drinking. It was yeah. like I was doing... So my birthday's in June. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. And um, for my New Year's resolution, I was like, I'm not going to drink until my birthday. Yeah. So that was... Well, I guess it was more like five and a half months. Wait. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but either way, this was like the first time I would be drinking. And I was very nervous about it, but I was really good. Um, and the costumes were great. And... My friends came, and which I think is a big thing with birthdays. And I've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot recently with a friend who's actually has a birthday coming up. You know, there's always this fear that nobody's going to come. Yeah. Um, which very much comes to life in <laughs> yes. Sex in the City episode that we're going to be talking about. But um, my friends came, and we had a really fun time. We saw some really great outfits and. Yes and nothing even oh and there was also karaoke of course yes so you know that's just, that's just a good time in my books
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely no that was that was a top tier birthday oh in my books like i God. loved dressing up as guy fairy
1: <laughs> you were i'm actually going to post on our instagram a picture i'll post both a picture of myself at this party i didn't really have a character i was just like in drag yeah and but Shannon had an incredible Guy Fieri. I feel like you were Guy Fieri.
0: I, I channeled I channeled Flavortown. Um and it was it was pretty funny. Like I got dressed up as Guy Fieri and I was walking down the street and I had people literally stop me and say, like, where's Flavortown? And then I think some of them got confused with Shrek and uh Smash Mouth and some of them started like quoting shrek to me um like you're an all-star or something like that what i think what does
1: guy fieri and
0: shrek have to do with anything i think as the lead singer of smash mouth there's kind of a resemblance ish to guy fieri mostly probably in terms of like the bleached like spiky hair Mm -hmm. um but for some reason people were like quoting shrek at me
1: (laughs) they obviously didn't see your flame shirt you must have been wearing a coat Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. In summer?
1: In June? It's, it's Actually, Shannon being... is always wearing a coat. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I always bring a coat. It's um, true.
0: Yeah. There's... in Even in the summer, there's ECU to contend with.
1: <sighs> That's true. Um, but yeah, like, nothing, you know, particularly memorable. Just, like, a good time with friends and karaoke and... Yeah. What about yeah. you? What's your... I think I know the answer to this, but I... You got to tell the listeners, what's your <laughs> most memorable birthday?
0: Yes. Well, I would, I think, I, I mean, it would have to be the one that I just had. My 30th birthday. Um, So Emma and Riley both planned a big surprise party for me, which is something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted a surprise party. I've talked about it, like, literally incessantly to the point where Riley was like, stop mentioning it because I know, and the more you bring it up, um, you know, just like the further delay that it might get. Um, mm. but it was something that I wanted for so, so long and I finally got it and it was like so perfect too. Cause yeah, it was just, it, you know, it felt like a milestone birthday. Anytime you enter like a new decade, it feels like, you know, you kind of want to celebrate and maybe a slightly bigger way. And, um, yeah, it was just like literally the best cause I was truly surprised. I screamed, <laughs> uh, yeah I shrieked um and it was just like such a lovely like surprise to be surrounded by like people because um, I I'll also say that I my birthday's in December um and it's about a week away from Christmas um which is just not as unfortunate as having a birthday on Christmas but uh so often anytime like you know throughout Childhood, whenever, like, growing up, um, I always had to balance some kind of celebration with uh, people, you know, having Christmas parties, having exams, having finals, uh, you know, just being out of the country for some reason, (laughs) like, related to to the holidays or, um, yeah, there just always is a lot going on around that time of year. So, for everybody to, like, prioritize my birthday definitely means a lot for me and i like what you're saying too about you know the fear of people not showing up that fear is so real because that just happens i mean i think that happens with with anything that anyone plans mm-hmm. ever of course you're never gonna get 100 percent attendance even in school you rarely have 100 percent attendance um but that has happened like for all the reasons I just mentioned like pretty significantly like I've had birthdays where like one person showed up or only one or two people were able to make it so it just like means the world that people do that they do show up and just yeah I don't know it I have I think for me that fear of nobody showing up on your birthday relates very closely to a very dark, deep fear (laughs) of mine, which is that nobody cares about me or nobody loves me. And, um, so yeah, it just feels like so, so nice to not only have people like be there, but to feel that sense of like love and support. So Emma came through y'all like (laughs) planned the fucking best birthday ever. Like I could scream about how great it was like for the rest of my life I actually still have the decorations hanging up
1: (laughs) that's incredible and I do have to give a shout out to our friends who actually put the decorations up because I'm useless with that kind of stuff but like like there was a balloon arch there were streamers all over the walls like there was a sign like but you know I was a primary planner in the event and Riley as well of course did so much but we really did have a lot of help and even just like keeping it a secret and like Mm -hmm. all that stuff was caused me a lot of stress. Mm. I'm not a secret keeper. Mm. (laughs) I mean, if, okay, here's the thing. If you tell me that a secret is important and I have to keep it, I will. Yeah. But if you don't explicitly say that to me, I'm usually very bad. Mm. So (laughs) anyone should know that about me. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it was it was really fun obviously you were really surprised and I was so excited to make that happen for you um but yeah I think the thing about birthdays is like you know there is it's this is such a common fear is that Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna show up and you never you know I think it happens with other events but there's something about your birthday where you are the center of attention yeah Which causes so much stress, personally. Yeah. I don't know about you, but the thought of even, like, like, even, like, having a wedding or something where everybody is staring at me Mm -hmm. gives me so much anxiety Mm. that I just, like, I don't know. But but yet at the same time, this is the Gemini in me, is, like, I also love my birthday and I love attention. Yeah. Like, I love (laughs) – it – simultaneously causes me a great amount of anxiety, but I also want everyone to pay attention to me and get me a present. Mm. <laughs> I don't know I want I want it all.
0: No, I, I think that that's really interesting that you bring that up because I feel very similarly, just like i'm I'm constantly craving like... Some sort of attention, like some sort of warmth and acceptance and love and like celebration, like all of those things stand out to me as like, yeah, I want I want those things like I want to feel special and, you know, celebrated and that kind of thing. But then at the same time, there is a deeper sense of like oh this is like a lot this is too much or mm-hmm. like there's too much focus on me too much attention on me must spread this I don't deserve that much I deserve a little bit of celebration but but not that much um yeah which is I don't know just those two wolves inside of me are constantly <laughs> angry at one another uh, there doesn't seem to be I don't know I haven't found a healthy balance yet I guess that's what I'm trying to say
1: no. And I totally get that. And also like when you have a birthday, whether that's a surprise birthday or not, mm-hmm. you want, you know, all of your friends there, lots of your friends there and yeah. your friends aren't always all in the same like social groups and yeah. like not in a bad way, like just like, you know, they're from different parts of your life. And yeah. and there's a lot of responsibility placed on the birthday person mm-hmm. to like and I feel this stress like and I I've actually have learned to let go of a lot of this Mm -hmm. I'm like you know what we're adults we can talk to each other like we're not going to sit in silence if we're with a stranger but I have in the past like had a lot of anxiety about like oh my god is this person like having a good time is this person like is somebody talking to this person and like blah 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 and it's like that's why you bring a friend or a plus one as well yeah. Like that's not my job. Yeah. We got to let go of that birthday guilt. Yes. And just have fun. Yes. Yeah. It
0: Like that. that is so interesting actually to think about is the birthday person is both the, the person celebrated, but there also is like a lot of, I guess, natural responsibility placed on them for, yeah, exactly the reason that you mentioned. And You know even if you think in terms of planning a birthday there's often still that responsibility placed on the person whose birthday it is which I think is one reason why a surprise party just really stood out to me and um, I know that it was so much work I know I know it was so so much work like on on your own on Riley's end on on everyone's end for uh, for my surprise birthday but there is something like also stressful about like it's my birthday it's my day I want to feel celebrated and now I'm also the person that has to call all the shots about like how that happens and actually that kind of comes up in one of the episodes we'll talk about too Carrie kind of you know mentions to Samantha like you know I I think I just want to have like a low-key birthday this year I don't know I don't want a lot of fuss and then Samantha's like no don't don't be silly like I'll plan it I'll make the Mm. reservation I'll put this all together it'll be fabulous and then Carrie kind of switches and is like okay yeah that sounds great thank you like That's such a demonstration of care in a very specific way to even ease like, and I've had other friends too in the past, like really step up and like hear me when I say that I don't, I don't personally like love having all that responsibility on myself. And, um, I've had other friends step up and like plan little things like here and there. And that to me is just, yeah, again, such an extension of, of care and love and support, um, in, in another way on your birthday
1: you know? Yeah, for sure. Should we get into the episodes? Heck
0: yes. Let's talk about b Day, also an iconic album by Beyonce. Um, B-Day.
1: <laughs> I, okay. I was literally talking to somebody about this the other day. I think it might have been me. Was it you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Okay. I, you know, I obviously like Beyonce is incredible and like amazing, but I don't really know her music very well i Mm kind of know lemonade yeah which is obviously iconic but like beyond that you know i just don't i just it's not it's not what i pick up it's not what i go for um (laughs) unrelated story but i'm gonna tell it because it it does make me think of sex in the city two the movie um shannon and i went out dancing on friday and i was putting in requests that she never played but anyways it doesn't matter and as I was writing down my request, because it was so loud in the bar, some person came up to me and was like, can you put on Single Ladies, please? And I was like, no, I don't like that song. Or no, I said, no, I hate that song. Hmm. And they were just like, okay, teehee, and walked away. And I think they thought I was joking. <laughs> but I was like, no, like, I f- like, as I said, I love Beyonce. I think she's a queen. I think she's incredible. But I hate that song. Yeah. And I think that Sex and City 2 ruined it for me. I think that's why I hate that song. <laughs> I think that's very fair. <laughs> that's very
0: valid. And also, just like in context of Sex in the City too, why, why would one choose to perform that song or choose to have somebody perform that song? I don't want to keep undue responsibility on Liza Minnelli. She did the best that she could <laughs> yeah. with the material. But like, why would you play that song at a wedding?
1: I think it is a common thing at a wedding. Really? Yeah, I, I think it is. It's like it's it's like the new bouquet toss. Like it's like get all the single ladies on the floor. Like it's just like this weird way of putting people into these like social groups based on whether they're partnered or not. I truly think I think it's like a new bouquet toss. As somebody mm. who's more experience with weddings. You do have
0: much <laughs> more experience with weddings. Yes. But yeah, what were, t- <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, season
1: one, episode one. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We're starting all the way at the very beginning because yeah. we have a birthday in the very, very first episode of Sex and the City. So um, in the pilot episode, Cupid has flown the co-op. Um, yeah, as as Carrie says. (laughs) Um, So in the pilot, we meet Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte, and a group of other various side characters. Um, Miranda celebrates her 32nd birthday as the group discusses Carrie's latest sexual anthropologist inquiry. Is it possible to have sex like a man? Um, Which is to say, without feeling. Um, on her way out of her experiment with an old flame, Carrie runs into Mr. Big, who now knows that she carries a pack of textured Trojans with a reservoir tip. Oh my God. I do like that uh, I guess I'm not familiar with all of the different like types of Trojans what? out there or just <laughs> it just seems like such a specific point and that's always stuck out to me is like yeah i would want a reservoir tip i don't want anything like leaking out
1: <laughs> why okay wait i it's <laughs> it's been a long time since i've used a condom yeah. but don't they all have a reservoir reservoir i can't even say the word like good is lord it- i would hope so i don't want <laughs> 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 yeah like isn't that the whole point of the condom the whole thing should be a reservoir, <laughs> not just the tip. Yeah, what? What? I don't know. I don't know, Carrie. I don't know.
0: I mean, love the specificity, but uh, uh, perhaps I have a bone to pick with the... I don't know. The whole thing should be a reservoir maybe, anyway.
1: Maybe we have a weird Google to do after this. <laughs> a very specific Google. What kind of condoms are there? <laughs> what kind of condoms exist? Um, but anyways, I, I like this little like subtle birthday. I like an opening with a birthday. Yeah. The drag performers. This feels like a this feels like a very real birthday to me. I was thinking the exact same thing watching it. It just
0: like their conversation feels so organic. It just like it really does feel not over the top, but still very celebratory. Mm-hmm. You know, very like very real, very authentic. Yeah, very authentic. Yeah.
1: It, it feels like a 32nd birthday, which is actually going to be my birthday in June. It will be my 32nd Ooh. birthday. And so, but mine's not going to be like this. It's going to be bigger,
0: <laughs> bolder, grander, sadder city, too. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. But yeah, it, it definitely feels like a birthday that, you know. Miranda was probably like, ah, I don't know. I don't really want to plan anything. It's like, oh, let's go to, like, drag brunch or, like, let's – because there were some drag Mm -hmm. performers and it. And it feels fun. Like, it doesn't feel like that in a bad way, but it's just, like, a very, like, low-key kind of – kind of, like, it just feels like a normal birthday, which is cool.
0: Yeah, because, like, you you can't – I mean, I guess you can, but this probably requires, like, a lot of effort and energy. Um, I feel like going big on your birthday every single year is maybe not – sustainable <laughs> so you have birthdays like that where it's just just like a a nice quiet dinner with friends and you go to like a fun friend restaurant and mm-hmm. big bonus there's drag queens mm-hmm. exactly oh. Um, The next episode we're talking about is from season four. So kind of progressing along a little bit. Um, This is the first episode of season four, The Agony and the Ecstasy. And here we have Carrie's birthday. Um, So the girls unite to make an appearance at an engagement party where they feign uncomfortable questions about their dating lives. Uh, Charlotte and Trey navigate their sexless marriage. Miranda makes jokes, uh, (laughs) self-deprecating jokes, I should say um samantha fantasizes about friar fuck uh an iconic side character Mm -hmm. i should say and carrie turns 35 and has an absolute nightmare of a birthday party where no one shows up and she has to pay for her own cake which becomes a casualty getting stuck in wet concrete
1: this is truly a nightmare come true
0: like watching that episode it always just it fills me with sadness because like it's nobody's individual fault like we later learned that you know everybody was caught in traffic or they got held up at work or they went to the wrong place um so like all very i don't know understandable just miscommunications or mistakes or, or, or whatever happened but what a nightmare to just like sit there at a table for 10 and no one's coming like, it'd be one thing if you were sitting at home waiting for 10 people to come over, yeah. but you're in public. And, like, that restaurant, like, they're fully expecting you to, I don't know, have have more people at that table than you.
1: <laughs> you're wearing a beret.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Carrie had a full, a full look together, a full ensemble.
1: This gives me so much anxiety, both from the perspective of Carrie, of mm-hmm. having that literal nightmare come true, and also from the perspective of the server.
0: Mm. <laughs> just like. Yes. Very good. Excellent.
1: Waiting for the table. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's, yeah, this is nightmare fuel. Yes. <laughs> this is nightmare fuel.
0: And then when she walks back, she's finally like, okay, packing it in. I'll give up the table. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And she gets yelled at by a group of construction workers. And I, I love when she just screams at them, like, I'm sorry i'm
1: sorry (laughs) it's it's very like um in that other episode when she's like you're so busy yes
0: (laughs) i think that's why i confuse them um okay and then the last episode that we're talking about today is from season six episode 12 this episode is called one it features brady's birthday um so carrie and charlotte attend an art exhibition where carrie meets the one the only the great artist mr alexander petrovsky not alexander alexander Alexander. Um, (laughs) and they have a very weird russian late night date what makes it russian
1: i mean other than the fact that he's russian
0: oh i think they they met at the at a russian like place that he likes and Mm. the whole the whole vibe of it was red and like a lot of the cuisine i think they were eating was was russian in nature um charlotte experiences a miscarriage but finds strength in elizabeth taylor's "E true hollywood story uh finds a gray hair down there and becomes bozo the bush um so Miranda and Steve throw a birthday party for Brady where they reunite, they pronounce their love for one another, much to the dismay of Dr. Robert Leeds and Debbie, their respective current partners.
1: A baby birthday party.
0: Have you ever been to a baby birthday party?
1: I think so. Yeah. Not memorable. <laughs> I can't I honestly in my brain I'm like, is it was it a baby shower or baby birthday? I don't remember. That's fair. There, there were babies there. <laughs>
0: I get like, I think this this probably comes with like having a child, um, but I feel like going way over the top. Like, I don't know. I feel like a, a one year old's birthday and going way over the top for it is like probably partially in service to your child, but it's also probably also a lot for the parents too. Just like, yes, we did it. We made it one year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I think it's, yes, primarily for the parents. Also for the photos, like I can understand, you know, you want to put your baby in a cute little outfit and like put some balloons or whatever and like get the pictures. But I mean, just do that. Yes. (laughs) The baby doesn't care. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's cute. It's nice. Yeah. It it brought Miranda and Steve together. So great.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I went to – um. It wasn't a one-year-old's birthday. Um, She's turning three, um, but I went to a kid's birthday in the summer, and there was like a full pony petting like <gasps> zoo. <laughs> See, that's
1: also fun for adults.
0: <laughs> yes, I pet those ponies. There was like a whole pin of like little bunnies that you could hold and pet too. They were so soft and so cuddly.
1: It was very nice. See, I mean, yeah, that's for that's an activity for children. But if I, that's the kind of Three year old birthday party, I want to go to. If I can yes. touch bunnies, yeah, I'm in.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's so much like magic with children's birthdays because, like, mm. it, it is a nice like time for them, right? Like, I can absolutely see being a parent or being, I don't know, a guardian or just having like a little person in your life that you're like, yeah, I want to like shower you with like love and celebration. Like, I think it can be so nice for a kid, but just thinking about all of the different things, I, I don't know about you, that um, all of the different birthday parties and, like, activities that I did growing up at, like, other friends' birthday parties that I, I you know, planned um, for myself, like, it just seems like there's such a broad range of fun, yeah. you know, compared to adult parties where it's like, Let's hang out, which is, like, fun too, but I don't know.
1: I just had a depressing thought about that. Oh no. Like it just as we were talking about it. <laughs> but just it's like it's kind of the same thing with like Christmas. It's like, you mm. know, Christmas and birthdays and these celebrations, they in a lot of ways are kind of more fun with kids because mm. because of what exactly what you said, like the magic. Yeah. And that is kind of lost when you're an adult, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably a big reason like it's almost like New Year's, which is a holiday that I kind of normally hate is like there's like we build all these like expectations around mm. it. Like we build all these expectations around like a birthday party and what that might be and and I think the thought of like actually planning that for yourself, like of course when you're a kid you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So when it becomes your responsibility, you you kind of it's just it's kind of a reminder of that sort of like magic of imagination you had as a child. Every year you're getting older. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was such a bummer. (laughs) That was truly a bummer. But yeah, like I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember my birthday parties. We'd go to like, we'd go like paint pottery or we'd go to the like play center. Like you, like you're right. Like there's all these like different activities that you can do. But as an adult, it just, you know, you go out for a nice dinner. Well, although I say that and I feel like like, Jamie has a birthday party coming up this weekend, and she's doing, like, a weird, yes. like, it's basically, like, an adult play place.
0: Yeah. So. It, it exists. I feel like, as an adult, maybe you have to, like, extend your, maybe, like, natural impulse to to not pursue some of those opportunities. Because mm-hmm. um, it is easy, like, to just say, oh, we're going to go out for a nice dinner. Like, I don't know, go to a show or something um but yeah like there there are opportunities like that for adults that maybe true. they're just not top of mind when we're thinking about birthdays um a couple of honorable mentions um because like i i mentioned just right at the top there's a few there's quite a few episodes that that mention birthdays kind of in passing so one thing that i really love is that In the first Sex in the City movie, it ends with Samantha's 50th birthday, which is a pretty big milestone. So the girls are kind of like all dressed up, glammed up. They're going out for dinner. And just the setup of Samantha's birthday, and I think somebody brings her a cake. It's very, very similar to the first scene with Miranda's birthday. So similar, in fact, that I thought both of them were Samantha's birthdays um because just like the the setup of it is I, and I don't know if that was intentional or anything but it just really reminds me of that first episode and it's such a nice callback in that way like the girls are still together like you know ringing in a new decade
1: I love that and I think that's you know that's kind of some magic of birthdays you could say is like yeah. it is an excuse to get your friends together yeah and you know celebrate how much you love each other and and, yeah, 50 is a huge milestone in general. But if we're thinking about, you know, these women have been friends for at least 20 years or around mm. 20 years, that's also a huge milestone. And just, like, being able to celebrate that, like celebrate your birthday with those people that you've sort of chosen to love, like yeah. your chosen family. Like, that—that that is really special. And I, I didn't notice that, that that was sort of a callback to the first episode. So I love that.
0: Right. Yeah, I actually – now that you say that um a very close friend of mine was just messaging me very recently saying like it's almost the like 10 year anniversary of of when we met and when we like started being friends and I was like holy shit like 10 years is a a lot and yeah like I want to fucking celebrate that like that's so cool I don't know as an adult it's so hard to meet like other adult friends and like if you have friends that are around for like long periods of time that is absolutely worth celebrating that that is its own birthday
1: I celebrate my friend anniversaries yeah yeah I actually our trip to Montreal that we talked about a little bit in our vacation episode mm-hmm. um was actually like inspired by the well it was a few years ago it sort of happened in COVID during COVID when of course we were on lockdown so we couldn't do much but we wanted to go to Montreal for our five-year friendiversary because we met in Montreal mm. and so of course um while I only met her in Montreal of course we all wanted to go because we sort of became this like group of close friends and and but that was the initial reason we were like we want to go back to celebrate our friendiversary so mm. I think it's so important to celebrate milestones like that
0: yeah well that's so special.
1: It's just like I think a birthday is just one of those things that it doesn't really feel like a big deal or you don't – like it's kind of like Carrie in the beginning. She's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do anything. And um, it can definitely feel like that, and it can definitely feel like a sort of a pain to plan. But I think it's just one of those things that like once you actually do get like – and I mean I do see my friends frequently, but it's like any excuse to like get people to hang out and be together and Mm kind of that reminder of like – your relationships I think is just special that's what's great about a birthday
0: totally totally and you know when when things do come together even if it took like a lot of work it's like you you don't really regret it unless something like horrible (laughs) happens (laughs) but nobody shows
1: up to the restaurant you have to pay for your own cake
0: yes I I would count that as a horrible thing happening though very true that that could be very traumatic So we also have a birthday mentioned in season two, episode two, The Awful Truth. Uh, Carrie's friend, Susan Sharon, um, just very briefly mentions Carrie's birthday um, because she gets her a gift of a very expensive Italian cashmere scarf. Um, Carrie's turning 33 in that season. Uh, honestly, Susan Sharon, I love that they brought her back for and just like that. I know we've already talked about that, but a great side character too she's
1: great and honestly like a friend that buys you like a really nice expensive gift Mm. like I and this isn't to say like you know like I don't expect expensive gifts but it is really like it's just like special it's like Mm. you know obviously Susan Sharon isn't like Carrie's best friend or anything but it it, it, it's just kind of like shows like okay we maybe see each other like once a year or a few times a year but like I still like really care about you and love Mm -hmm. you and like I have friends like that that I maybe see like a few times a year and it's just I don't know I like Susan Sharon (laughs)
0: love Susan Sharon and yeah it's just like I think that's one of the things I really like about or one of the things that I guess I I hold really strongly when I'm thinking about birthdays is that I want someone else to feel seen to feel Mm -hmm. celebrated to feel like people care about them and if I mean hopefully you're getting some of those feelings like throughout the year and it's not just all in your birthday but I really do love that as kind of that touch point of like really reminding somebody like all of the things that you know make them I don't know make them feel good right <laughs> like making feel, people feel good um for my birthday recently um just kind of through work um we did this kind of activity where everybody wrote like warm fuzzies about like the birthday person which was me and actually um, another person and it was just like so nice I was like wow my cup feels so filled when people just notice the little things about you that maybe you don't really notice and somebody else picks up on they they just like admire those things that you know are I don't know I guess not not top of mind to you and it's just so nice to be reminded of that being reminded that like there's so much more to like your person and your presence that other people notice and celebrate it's not just it doesn't just have to be like a card or like a cake and it can not be those things too but you know just some of those little little touches that a gift a gift is another way of, of recognizing that I don't know if any of that made sense but I do love like celebrating other people and making them feel special
1: it did make sense and I totally I actually love that idea as like sort of a birthday gift especially like a co-worker gift because it's like you know you don't <laughs> you don't want to expect people to have to spend money on a co-worker and blah 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 but I'm a huge card person mm-hmm. I love a card yes like honestly you Don't even have to get me a gift. Like, just write nice things about me in a card. I'm good. (laughs) It's just like, it's, yeah, I love that story. And I think that's a really good, like, workspace thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I can I mean, I could, I could see it. I could see it expanding, but you're, you're right. It's just like a little, a little thing that you can do. And I should clarify, too, something that I've noticed is that there's two types of card writers. Mm Mm-hmm. There's people that get the card and sign the name, stamp, seal, delivered, it's yours. And there's other people that use the space within a card to write a a lovely message, a personal message, or write many personal messages. I prefer the (laughs) latter. Personally, like just a card with like a name on it is like, sure, it's it's a nice thought, but like I really love when people take that time to like write a little message. That's yeah that definitely
1: fills fills me up lifts my sails i completely agree and i have a bone to pick with my mother and i don't know if she listens to this but if she does i don't care because my mother is a scrapbooker and she always sends me a birthday card that is the former it is from hallmark love mom and dad and i'm like you scrapbook (laughs) you're retired you could make me a card Oh my god! This is what friends are for, you know. All those unwritten cards growing up. Well, now we get them.
0: I have so many cards, and like they're beautiful
1: cards. Like, yeah, beautiful cards. (laughs) There's nothing in them. There's nothing in them. Um, but anyways, yeah, love a card. Stand a card. Write me nice things.
0: Absolutely. Make me card even better. Love that um okay and then the other honorable mention this is an episode that we talked about um i believe yeah with our vacation episode Mm -hmm. uh luck be an old lady from season five episode three and this is of course charlotte's birthday where she turns 36 or 35 again Mm -hmm. um as she used to put it in that episode so lots lots of focusing on on aging and something that I I really like about that episode too is they kind of use Charlotte's birthday as a way to underscore this fear that Carrie has about everybody separating from one another all of the Mm -hmm. core friends separating and kind of not necessarily having time for one another so there's this hallmark of you know one of them is celebrating a birthday to really highlight that that kind of fear and that insecurity in Carrie and I think that's what I meant too when I said earlier that a lot of the birthdays that show up throughout the show are not the focal point of the episode they're highlighting something else that's mm-hmm. being discussed and I think that's just very smart
1: so smart what a smart show <laughs> <laughs>
0: talk about aging because this comes up definitely in the episode the agony and the ecstasy with carrie's birthday um also comes up in in charlotte's birthday like i just mentioned uh but this idea of aging being so closely connected to birthdays and i think for a lot of people and probably for a lot of women and femme folks that like the sense of aging is not always something that's welcomed with open arms i think there's a lot of Societal messaging that, you know, a woman if I'm personally loses (laughs) there, I don't personally believe this, but there's a lot of messaging around like there's there's less value, less worth like as you get older, um, in a way that's not as present for men and for masculine folks. But yeah, we we see like a lot of conversations around aging and just like kind of noticing maybe like differences between where you're at like on your current birthday and like where you were. A decade earlier or you know even a few years earlier and charlotte especially is very like i don't i don't want that number like i reject that number i am still 35 i'm not where mm-hmm. i thought i would be when i was i'm 36 um and carrie kind of talks about like oh i'm getting like dating advertisements now that i'm 35 i moved up a whole box um uh, in age range mm-hmm. um yeah, like what are your what are your thoughts around around aging and birthdays?
1: I have been thinking. I don't know why, and I, <laughs> I think I need to talk to my therapist about this. But I've been thinking so much about aging lately, mm-hmm. and this sort of like fear around it. Like when I turned thirty, which was pretty recently, like less than two years ago, I didn't really feel different. I didn't really feel anything. So I don't know what is happening to me approaching 32. I'm like, this is the year. It's all downhill from here. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. But I mean, it is this trajectory. Like when you're a kid, you know, and you get to go to paint pottery for your birthday, there is this like excitement about getting older. And I don't know about you, but like I wanted to be older. Like when Mm -hmm. I was like 9 10 11 13 14 starting to watch sex in the city and like we've kind of talked about this before but it's like that aspirational like yeah I want to be like in my 20s I want to be like a professional like independent and I think as we get older and as we have birthdays it's just the reminder that like Mm -hmm. (laughs) adulthood is maybe I mean that's not to say I do often think about like how much it like kind of sucked to be a teenager and I'm like Now I'm 32. I also, like, not that I'm, like, wealthy or anything, but, like, I have money to be able to do what I want. Mm -hmm. I have a stable job. I have a home. Like, I'm pretty, like, comfortable. Mm -hmm. But you still, like, but it's it's almost like (laughs) – because when you're a kid, you're so excited. You get older. You're excited to be older. And I don't know why, but for me – this is where my 32 is maybe my peak. And now I'm like starting to feel the like decline. Mm. I, I feel like I'm sounding so pessimistic today. I don't mean to sound pessimistic about birthdays.
0: <laughs> no, that's a okay. Well, I think this is why this is such a good topic is because there, it's not just seen one way. Right. And it's not even just seen one way by one person throughout their life. Right. Like I, I think what you're talking about, I that really resonates with me. Like there is, there's this excitement in getting older because I get to do more things. I get more Mm -hmm. responsibility. I'm being trusted. I get to do all the things that I see the adults doing and I can understand them or, you know, it kind of feels like you're getting more, more privileges almost like the, the older that you get, that, that feels good. And then there's a point where the switch can flip and you're just like, okay, I've got enough responsibility now. And, and then you just, you start to see, um, you start to see the other side of it and you start to see things either like kind of flatline or you do start to see things going like downhill. Like there, it's not always that like upward progression, right? Um, not that it always is, I guess when, uh, when you're little as well, that, that can absolutely happen. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm thinking a lot like long-term and I'm really thinking about like physical health and I'm thinking about mm. my body and I'm just like man like that was I am for- very fortunate in that like physically I've always just been very blessed with like great physical health I just I haven't had like a lot of issues um in that respect but now I'm just thinking like what if what Mm -hmm. if like if I'm not you know stretching like what if I like pull something and then that like affects me for the rest of my life like what if I I don't know I guess I I'm just I'm really thinking like long term and thinking about my body and like oh this this body's got to carry me through for like another few decades and I want to be proactive about it in a way that just totally wasn't even on my radar like in in my 20s Mm -hmm. um and I think I think, too, like, that's part of what comes with that flip, right, is just maybe physically noticing some of those aspects or uh, maybe, like, witnessing your parents getting older and you start to see, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I don't know. that that That's a really tough, like,
1: piece to grapple with when in terms of aging and, and getting older. For sure. And, like, you know, in your 20s, like, I mean, I, like, worked out and stuff, but you don't really think about it long term. Yeah. You know, you don't really think of, like, what your body is and not even like what it is going to look like or what it looks like but just like how you physically feel yeah and there is this huge shift like you do start to feel a little more creaky as you know you know like get into your late 20s like early 30s like you feel that for sure um but another thing that I do think like while I do seem like I'm all doom and gloom at the moment, but I have gained sort of a new perspective of appreciating my body mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe because it's starting to fall apart mm-hmm. but you know like I do not have to sound all woo-woo about it but to like find gratitude like okay this is a body that has carried me for 31 years and mm-hmm. like and will hopefully continue to for you know another many more years but being more aware of that, so like taking care of yourself, taking yeah. care of your health and like whatever that looks like, um, there, you kind of, your perspective does kind of change. Yes. As, or, or at least I've noticed mine has changed yes. going into my 30s. To-
0: totally. <laughs> 30 happened for me and I was like, this is all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pronounce this my year of health, my year of mm. health and peace. Um, and I'm on that, that journey. Yeah. I
1: love that for you. <laughs> but it's interesting, like, we don't really see that aspect of aging talked about now that I'm thinking yeah. about it in the show. Um, a little
0: bit in just like that, but by uh, that point, it's a little different.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and totally, like, they do address it in end just like that. And even thinking of the godforsaken second movie again, like, with um, – <laughs> Ah, the hormones oh my yes, gosh the, the hormones, hormones. Yeah. like that sort of fear of aging and like concocting this mixture to like keep you young but it's interesting and I mean this is very much like fantasy sex I, I feel like I need to come up with it like sex and city fantasy land like it's you know all of their motivation that has to do with their body has to do with what they look like Mm. it never or I mean I I may be forgetting or missing something but like it never has to do with like I want to go to a yoga class to keep my my mind in check and my body healthy for as I get older it's I want to go to a a yoga class to look hot or no I think it was Pilates actually that Samantha was doing I remember this very specifically stuff like that is ingrained in my memory but before Samantha took her like nudie pics Mm. she was like she's like oh yeah it's the Pilates Like their motivation for taking care of themselves has nothing to do with age. It has to do Mm -hmm. with what they look like, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, I mean, of course, representative of more of a societal pressures on women and femme people. But um, it's just interesting that that's kind of like not where I'm at at all. Mm -hmm. Like I'm literally just like looking at my physical health from the perspective as like I'm getting older. I want to stay strong and I want to stay like, Mm -hmm. you know, I still want to be like, (laughs) I still want to be doing Zumba when we're like 60, you know, and like that is my motivation for keeping my body healthy. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And well, that we see that. We see that in mm-hmm. um, the episode with Brady's birthday. Like, Samantha is consumed by finding a gray hair. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because in a very short time span, we see Samantha get glasses and being like, I'm 40 fucking five. I have nothing to be ashamed of. Like, eyes get older, eyes age. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as it's, like, you know, a gla- like, glasses they can look chic right like yeah. you, it's an accessory you can you can kind of play around with it you have a little bit of um there's a little bit of agency there to mm-hmm. decide like okay I have to wear glasses what do they look like you know, mm-hmm. can I get different styles or whatever whatever the case may be and then we see Samantha find a gray pubic hair and is just like, loses it
1: <laughs> yeah and especially something like that it's like you know something that nobody else sees like even somebody she's hooking up with is not going to notice something like that
0: yeah and and at the time she's with smith too right so that's like somewhat of a long-term relationship for her and and she's immediately extremely concerned with like nobody wants to fuck grandma's pussy (coughs) (laughs) well
1: and two that brings in the insecurity that comes from dating smith yeah. That comes from dating somebody oh. who is quite a bit younger than you. Mm-hmm. Who's celebrating his, what, 31st birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, was he in his late 20s? Or early, maybe early oh, 30s. Oh, I don't know. Because that, that is actually quite a big age gap. That is. 20 years? 20 years.
0: 20 years. That, that is a really, I really love that point that you're, you're making about, like, how so much of their, even in and just like that, like, there's conversations about, like, facelifts and stuff um dying your hair like if your hair goes gray like <laughs> oh when are you gonna dye your hair back or whatever and apparently then Carrie, now. <laughs> uh, apparently now apparently we, now we've seen some pics we know Miranda's red again but Carrie literally d- well she doesn't break her hip but she requires hip surgery and that's like they they attributed it to a, a genetic condition that she had had long-standing but one also has to wonder like a life of wearing stilettos like all the time that can fuck up your feet that can fuck up your hips and your legs and all that shit like You know, if you are thinking long term about that stuff, like, I I don't want to say that that wouldn't have happened necessarily, but it is interesting that that's the perspective that the show took of, like, oh, this is genetic, like, it wasn't your fault, it wasn't attributed to, like, shoe use or anything, but, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, in another reality it could have been, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, a different, a different thing to grapple with, and I don't want to get too morbid, but something that I, (laughs) I I mean, and, and just, like, that really addresses this, uh, deeply but something that I've really been thinking about is like okay if I'm in a long-term partnership which I am at this at this point in my life and I'm thinking ahead to like the future I don't want to not take care of myself and like leave my partner hanging because like I wasn't doing that and like even vice versa and I don't that can sound kind of crummy to like keep a lot of personal responsibility on somebody and I know that mental health is like a really big part of being able to physically take care of yourself and like there's lots of you know intersections of like accessibility and like there there's lots there's lots more to that conversation but in my brain like right now I'm also really thinking of like well I don't I don't want to I want to be proactive about this because I want to still be here for the people that I really love and care about and I think about that with like and just like that baking, and carry like <laughs> oh, it's like it's 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 too tough to think about I won't go like too far into it but that that does fill me with like a lot of sadness to consider yeah that.
1: but like also the thing is <laughs> you can tell I have been thinking about this recently like also the thing is is that you can take perfect care of your body yes you can be big and go on your peloton every day and like eat hell. I don't I don't know what Big's habits were but the point is it doesn't matter yeah. you can be doing all those things uh-huh. and still have a heart attack and drop dead on your peloton I know. like <laughs> I'm just laughing because this is just such a digression from oh fun birthday parties but it's I mean, you can't talk about birthdays without talking about aging and those yeah. fears and those anxieties that come with it.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, a- absolutely. Absolutely. It all just doesn't matter what was your your dad saying or your mom saying the phrase about life. Sometimes um, you just don't know.
1: My 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 father has a few sayings oh. that I think about. <laughs> Uh, A few good ones, a few good bangers. Uh, He says, I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of, but he says, you make a decision and you live with it.
0: Oh, I remember that one. That's
1: one that he often says, uh, oh, is it about the cruise ships? I don't, (laughs) I think it might have been
0: about kids.
1: (laughs) About kids?
0: Yeah. Like you just, there's something about, you just never know, like the other side of it. I
1: feel like oh, this it's something. I think this is actually something my mom has said. Yes, your mom. Yeah, it is something my mom has. She did. Okay, it's it's very vague, but she's like, you never really know. You never really know. You never really know. Yeah. Words of wisdom is like this is why. <laughs> this is a little off topic, but that's okay. Um, it's just like you know, if you have regrets in your life, like oh, I should have done this, or I could have done this, or like what would have happened if I done this, mm-hmm. you. There's no point in, like, dwelling on that kind of stuff because, like, you never know or, like, you never figure it out. Yeah. You know? We're just, like, floating through life as, like, little little meat sacks. That's another thing I keep thinking about is, like, I, I went – I have a new doctor. <laughs> Speaking of aging and bodies, try to relate it back. But, like, he was just, like, poking and prodding me a little bit as doctors do and yeah. as they should do. And I just felt like a meat sack. Yeah. You know? I just felt – I'm, like, I'm just, like, a – I'm just, like, a organs wrapped in skin.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you know what's <laughs> happening here because, honestly, I don't. I, I just carry it around with me, and sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> We're just throwing our bodies around, doing our best. <laughs> doing Zumba. <laughs> uh, I, but, no, we, we hear about that with, like, I, I feel like that does relate to birthdays of so just, like, it is like another trip around the sun. Like I, I feel like that's a pretty common characteristic for people to be like a little bit existential about where their life is at, right? And even Charlotte says this too. Like I didn't think I would be where I'm at at 36 and mm-hmm. I don't want to turn 36 for that reason. Like there is, there is a sense of like expectation of where you'll be or just reflection on where you've come from and what's happened that I think does go very hand in hand with birthdays.
1: Yeah. You're really forced to like address what you did the past year. Yeah. It's like, okay, where, w- wow. <laughs> well, where was I like last year Yeah, in June when I was, I keep forgetting how old I am. I'm 31. I'm turning 32. So yeah, last year before when I was 30, like, where was I? Oh, it's like the same, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, And I like, you know, people I haven't seen in a while or whatnot will be like, like, what have you been doing? And I'm like, nothing but but like I say that but then I'm like also doing a lot it's really weird but but yeah you're sort of like forced to confront that yeah on your birthday you're like okay well another trip around the sun here we go what's it gonna be this year yeah I uh I kind of stopped doing this but I still have it I created a 30 before 30 list Mm -hmm. of just like random fun things to do and actually one one of the things on those lists or that list was inspired by Sex in the City, and it was to have a drink thrown in my face. Yes, and it was uh, inspired by—or no, no, not no. It was the op. I don't want a drink in my face. It was to throw a drink in somebody's face. Yes, there we go. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, inspired by Samantha when she throws the martini at Richard, and she says, "Dirty martini, dirty, dirty bastard." bastard. <laughs> and I actually had a friend um, let me throw a drink in his face. And, you know, he said, sex in the city sucks. And then I got mad and I threw it. Outstanding. He was just trying to make me upset.
0: That's a really good thing to yeah. to stoke the fire. It
1: was great. Um, but I do, <laughs> going back to, like, talking about, like, oh, what have I achieved this past year? Like, what have I done this past year? Mm-hmm. Um, I found that a little bit helpful, like, having, like, little mini goals. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. I I do feel like on your birthday you're kind of just like, and what now?
0: (laughs) Totally. And, you know, sometimes like, like that, even that sense of reflection over the past year, sometimes it's really good. Like sometimes we have good years and shit goes our way and that's great. Big things happen. And then sometimes we have awful years and it seems like nothing goes right. And like you're just struggling to get by. I have to, this is a brief aside talking about birthdays. Um, are you, you're f- are you familiar with, like, astral charts or astrology charts? Exactly, yeah. Do you know what a Saturn return is? No. Okay, so every 27 to 29 years, Saturn shifts its planetary position in the sky. I'll also say I'm not an authority on this. I'm very much uh, just a, a novice, an amateur, as it were, in, in terms of, like, astrology. But when... Saturn shifts into the sign that it was in at the time of your birth so every like 27 to to 29 years it's said to be like a time where you really grow up and it usually punctuates those periods of time where we call them quarter life crises or Mm. midlife crises it usually happens like kind of around that time and it's said to be a time where like you're really forced to confront what it means to like mature like you're supposed to grapple with responsibility with uh this idea of growing up um you're supposed to yeah it's just like a a really big time of hard growth and my Saturn return just finished (laughs) so I I just remember like having a birthday and feeling like why the fuck is this year so goddamn hard and I remember maybe I've shared this before maybe I haven't I was reading a magazine and it was talking or no or is an online anyway some something about celebrities and i read that Brad Pitt who is also a sagittarius was going through his saturn return and it was describing like this year of hardship and i was like am i going through mine and i looked it up and i was i had just started it
1: oh i want to look mine up i will yes
0: i think you finished yours uh, yeah if you if you're wee, a wee bit older than i um but for any people with Saturn and Pisces your turn (laughs) but yeah just like you know I think we all have those years where they're tough and they're hard for lots of different reasons maybe even just for the reason of like you know growing up relationships transitioning you know what whatever happens like that that in and of itself is is a hard point to reflect on
1: yeah and I I do Love that you brought up astrology because obviously that's a big thing with birthdays yeah. and your birthday is so significant and important for that. Um, it's not something I know a lot about, but.
0: Well, we'll do your chart. We'll do ahead. your chart and we'll, we'll get it. I actually sorted. would love that.
1: I love that. I, I had a, I had a call with a personal trainer today and she really caught me off guard by asking what my, my three, um, Your sun, moon, and rising? Yeah. Yeah. She asked me that, and I was like, I'm a Gemini. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) And she was really nice. She, like, didn't care or anything. But it was just, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that.
0: Oh, my God. I would literally love to do that with you. We'll do it. We Uh, also
1: have the Sex and the City tarot cards. Yes. That we need to, we'll, we'll bring them out. I'm practicing.
0: Listeners, just so you know, I'm Sagittarius sun, Leo rising, Virgo moon do with that what you will (laughs) um yeah we'll we'll get into it um at a later date do you notice any I guess do you notice any differences in like as you've gotten older like do you notice any differences in I guess like the age of others like around you is that something that you've become like more sensitive to or something that you I don't know has come up in your brain thoughts <laughs> my brain thoughts your brain
1: thoughts yes that has come up in my brain thoughts um I sometimes I still feel like I'm like 22 mm-hmm. like not physically but like I like I don't know I just don't I don't want to be like well <laughs> there's always people on 90 day fiance that are dating like it'll be like a 65-year-old dating a 20-year-old, and hmm. they'll be like, I just feel young. And that's not me. <laughs> mm. But I just, like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm in my early 20s. Like, I just don't feel like I'm 31. But then I talk to somebody in their early 20s, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah no, I I am 30. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely notice that generational gap.
0: Yeah, it's something that I've really... I don't know. I just I haven't like cared too too much about it. Like, you know, you meet people that are older than you or younger than you, and and sometimes you like you notice like little things or whatever. But it it is something that's really become more apparent, I guess. Like the older that you get, as 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 it would, because there's just like more and more generations that are um, that are different, and and. Uh, I I was gonna say beneath you, but that's so like. (laughs) I don't mean it that way. I mean like you're older, and there's like younger generations, like underneath that. You know,
1: respect your elders. (laughs) Respect us millennials. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't.
0: I don't need that much respect. Just, just a touch. (laughs) <laughs> just a wee bit just just a, le- a little bit but it is really interesting like i i very much agree with you i don't i don't think of myself as being like an old
1: <laughs> we're not old
0: as a as a we're, we're young no we're we are young but you know sometimes you like exactly like you just said like you'll have a conversation with somebody who is in their early 20s or maybe somebody who's a teenager like i i talk with like young people um quite a lot just like as as a part of my own work and and, and then I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, like I, there's there's been some years that I've lived that just puts me in a different, I don't know, maybe like a different perspective or place in my life or something like that. And it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but just something that I notice.
1: You know, I'm thinking about it. And I, I don't know the last time I saw a teenager. <laughs> Let me tell you, they're real. They're <laughs> still they out exist? there. Are they still out there? I... I truly like. <laughs> it's been a long time. It like <laughs> it is. I just don't enter any spaces where there are teenagers. Like I don't work in schools. Like I don't <laughs> go to the mall. <laughs> where else? <laughs> where else? Thing.
0: <laughs> Youths, chime in. Where are I... <laughs> you? Emma needs to find you.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> don't. Don't come for me too scared if i can if i can't <laughs> handle the early 20s how how am i supposed to handle the teenagers they can be very scary they, uh, they know a lot oh my goodness
0: but i don't know this um the episode with carrie's birthday um she kind of overhears somebody at another table who is also celebrating a birthday say 25 fuck i'm old and i don't know that's always just like stood out to me of like that twenty-five-year-old like maybe does feel that to an extent, but like a thirty-five-year-old hearing that is like, oh, I'm I'm in a different I'm in a different place, like feeling yeah. that in a different way.
1: And I think it, it I mean, it's kind of shitty to hear and like obviously makes you feel old, which is, you know, I don't think that feeling quote unquote old is like should be a bad thing. Like yeah. I, you know, there is a lot of fear as you can see, even just like. Like we have a lot of fear about getting old and there's a lot of fear instilled in us about getting old, but yeah. like, it really doesn't have to be this scary thing. It's like this natural part of life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can understand like Carrie, like hearing that and being like, oh, like kind of rolling your eyes a little bit. Mm. I didn't feel old when I was 25. <laughs> I don't feel like I, uh, I don't know. I, even now on my birthday, I like. I don't know it comes in waves sometimes i feel old and sometimes i don't yeah i i think my own
0: perspective is that i want to i want to hang on to i don't want to trap myself into a box of saying well i'm old now so like i'm not gonna do like x y and z like if i if i really want to do something i don't want to necessarily have my perception of my age limit that and mm-hmm. of course there are things where that can limit, especially like physically. Um, but yeah, just like that, that perception of well, I, I can't do that because I'm too old or mm-hmm. I'm too old to understand that. I'm too old to, to do that. I, I don't want to let that perception ever like affect how I traverse my way through the
1: world. I'm too old to understand bisexuals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, OK, so this came up actually in conversation but it's something that I've also been very much reflecting on in in conjunction with aging birthdays getting older there there's like that physical aspect but there's also like the like aversion to change and like gaps in understanding and where like the current culture cultural tempo is at Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get like too political but you can often see that with like older folks that are very conservative. <laughs> um, mm. And I, I just think about that of like, when do, like does that, is that a change that happens? Like, are you really young and open to, I don't know, a different like paradigms, perspectives of the world? And then is there a point where you're like, actually like this is really working for me and I want things to like stay the way that they are and keep up the status quo? Like, I don't know, maybe that's just a very naive way of thinking about that. But I'm also thinking of um, youthfulness, in terms of remaining open to
1: to change in that way. So this (laughs) this has me thinking about what you said earlier about there's two types of people that write in cards. There are two types of people that get older. There is the person that buys the card and they sign the card and that's their life and nothing changes. And there's the person that pours their heart into the card. And those are the people who, like, and again, I don't know why this meeting with my new personal trainer has come up so many times. But another thing that they asked me was, like, what are your, your goals? Like, what are your, like, life goals? And this is a question I always have such a hard time answering. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was apologizing. They didn't care. But I was like, this is a very vague goal. But it's like, I want to constantly learn. Mm -hmm. I want to teach myself new things. I want to try new things. I want to do new things. I want to travel and see new places. Mm -hmm. And I want to, like, keep learning. Yeah. And this is, like, a perspective that I think happens that when – and this is very much (laughs) – thanks, Dad. I feel like this is also, like, wise advice that comes from my father is, like, you know, you can – you can get older and you can travel to Mexico every year and have the same job for 50 years. And that's fine. That makes you happy. And like, maybe you believe certain things about the world and, you know, the whatever that's neither here nor there. But there's the also the people who write in the card and they live their life and they change and Mm -hmm. they listen and they they're on that current wavelength with younger people. And they're like, Mm -hmm. they're like listening to that heartbeat of the world. And I think like, that's, the kind of person i want to be when i'm older it's like i can understand that i'm not going to be hip or cool or like understand what the kids are doing but like i think as long as you're like receptive and open to that change i mean that's something that's really important for me i know as i age
0: i couldn't agree more (laughs) i love how you you articulated all of that (laughs) i co-sign this idea (laughs) you signed the card (laughs) Oh, I signed that card. I wrote a limerick, a poem, a haiku.
1: I started doing haikus for people's birthdays. Did you? You can expect one later this year. (laughs) I, I will. Okay, now I can't forget.
0: (laughs) Well, we have some listeners that'll hold you accountable.
1: I hope so. It's
0: me. I'm that listener. the show itself is aging, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and I think it's really stood the test of time in a lot of ways. Like, obviously this is something that we continue to, to cycle back to and it remains extremely relevant in, in popular culture, even though it, it very much was reflective of a particular time. But the show is aging. The show is turning 25 this year. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's old. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the show turning 25 and, you know, just kind of thinking about even the, the sampling of episodes that we are talking about, and even the ones that, you know, we have, like, honorable mentions to, they really kind of traverse, like, the whole scope of the show from beginning to to movie, <laughs> um, through, throughout all of the seasons, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, how do you think, like, re- being reflective, I guess, of Sex and the City's birthday... Like, how have you seen the show grow and evolve throughout the series? And then maybe culturally, like overall, like it's it's conversation in um, the cultural sphere.
1: I wonder about that. And we kind of talked about a little bit of this with Devin, our Mm -hmm. friend Devin, when he had him on, like, because I was curious, because for us... This is such a popular show, like it's heavily referenced and like even people who haven't seen it or have seen an episode here or there like know who Samantha Carey and Charlotte and Miranda are. But I do kind of wonder, (laughs) and this is like part of that generational gap, like I do kind of wonder if it's like, you know, obviously being a fan and being of that time sort of, it's like. I have a big understanding of it. And for me, it's kind of, it's like a, it's like a real love, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I, I do think that younger people, teens, wherever they may be, uh, <laughs> they're, at the mall. I, I, they're at school or they're at the mall. I They couldn't possibly be anywhere else in my mind. But yeah, I, I think that they, for us and for maybe people in the next generation above us that are even like after that, like I think... It has a lot of meaning, but I'm not sure that it is for younger generations. Like yeah. I, I it, you know, maybe we're feeling that aging a little bit, like mm-hmm. feeling that sort of irrelevance. Yeah. But this is purely anecdotal. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question.
0: No, I, I think I, I can agree because there's, um, yeah, like they're even just talking to, to people I know, there, it's not a universal Thing, um, that everybody has that same reverence for, or love, or appreciation, or even just like you know, hating it to the point where like you really know what it is like that, that definitely isn't consistent um, for everybody that I know. And as I continue, you know, to like meet like more folks that, that are younger than me, that are older than me, like yeah, you do start to see like maybe a bit of a pattern, and um, that younger generations are not not as familiar with it it's not like at the forefront of their like pop culture like lexicon or whatever and it hits a little bit differently for people that watch the show live or or discovered it at a time that they were really coming into adolescence or adulthood or you know what have you um and I think it's really interesting that the show's turning 25 and this is just like this is the point to really notice that you know um, or to start to, to notice that you can't really necessarily make, I guess, I guess you can for some shows you, like if it's 10 years old or even five years old, like it, it can be a little bit tougher to see kind of those differences in, in understanding and, an impact. And if you, so kind of looking like more internally at the show and knowing, knowing that the characters are aging and that, that is a frequent thing that's kind of like brought up, um, Over the whole whole course of the show, there's, like, little pieces of discussion related to aging everywhere. Like, how do you think the characters, the four main characters, matured from, like, the first episode to, we won't count
1: on just like that, but but kind of to the the last? Wow. (laughs) That's a good question. I don't, I've never thought about that. I think, like, in some ways, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> I like. I honestly like. I just think, in a lot of ways, they're very much the same. Yeah. I don't know that they've matured a lot at all. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't know if Carrie's matured a lot. Mm. Carrie to me rings
0: very consistent.
1: Yes, and you're absolutely right about that and now that I think about it you know Charlotte is a character who matured a lot
0: agreed yeah
1: over and we've kind of talked about the Charlotte redemption before Mm -hmm. or not redemption but like the Charlotte arc yes um she sort of had this like unrealistic expectation of what life was going to give her and Mm -hmm. when it was going to give it to her realized life didn't always turn out that way and made it like honestly in a lot of ways like yeah you know found the love of her life and had the family she wanted and and it didn't look like what she expected it to look like and I think that is a sign of maturity Mm -hmm. it's like a sign that you know or just being able to like accept that basically and to change like yeah that shows a lot of maturity um you're absolutely right about Carrie Miranda is an interesting one I don't what do you think about Miranda? You're like, yes and no, but also kind of no. I'm kind of leaning towards like, I feel like she's, she is who she is. And she always did give off kind of like a, I mean, not that age is really an indicator, but she always was kind of mature. You know, like she started mature. Yeah. She was very independent. She knew what she wanted, she knew yeah. who she was. Um, no bullshit. No bullshit bagels for Miranda. <laughs> no bullshit bagels. <laughs> Cream
0: cheese all the way. Miranda strikes me as a very scatterplot kind of mm. arc of growth in that there are great strides, and then there's like, <laughs> then you're off. Like, <laughs> you're off the map. And then and then maybe you're kind of backsliding a little bit, and then there's another like great leap of growth. She's a really interesting character, actually, to talk about, and especially, like, I mean, and just like that is, like, a whole separate, like, piece of that growth and that character arc that it does feel unfamiliar in a way, but but that absolutely, that happens. Like, people, like, Saturn Return happens happens in your 50s, y'all. Like, <laughs> maybe it got, it got Miranda, but... Mm-hmm for Miranda the way that I've always described her arc in the in the core series of the show is that of softening she always Mm. knew who she was was very independent but was always very hard and very rigid and it took a lot to to soften her up to the idea of loving and being loved by somebody Mm -hmm. in a way that I think when you really open yourself up to that kind of love, it can destabilize some of that sense of self in different ways. Mm -hmm. Because and we see this with with Miranda too of, um, you know, having to accept I can't live in the same apartment with my family. I have to move somewhere else with more space. And now I'm a Brooklyn person. And being like really hard and resistant to to that change understandably because maybe there's like a really big sense of like self and you know understanding who she was um in terms of where she was physically located but she she does make that decision because she does love her family and she wants to do what's what's best for them and um like lean into the good pieces of having like you know your own your own home (laughs) versus an apartment in Manhattan um and that's just one example but I I do think that Miranda really She is very driven by her values and like her sense of the world. But I see her like even in the episode with Brady's birthday, like the way that love just like falls out of her mouth like that. That is a softening of Miranda Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't get from that first episode where she's just like men are all the same. It doesn't matter what they look like or who they are. They are all the worst.
1: Yeah, that's true point
0: and samantha samantha has an arc too like um you know i I think there's a similar softening of um of samantha and just kind of that like releasing of the firm boundary where i only have sex as like a one-time thing no relationships no attachment like whatever which is also coincidentally kind of the theme that's discussed in the first episode Mm -hmm. of having sex without feeling and without attachment and longing or whatever and by the end That is exactly how Samantha's having sex because she's in a long-term relationship with Smith and Mm -hmm. he was there with her throughout cancer and like really shows a deep love and support of her. So, oh, actually I've never thought about that before. Yeah. Like Samantha's like very much having sex in, you know, a, a pleasureful, but maybe like emotionally more detached way in the first episode. And by the end it's it's opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, well, I hope she's still having pleasurable <laughs> sex. That's not that opposite. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's horrible, but full of love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord, that doesn't sound that great. And she's still having great sex. <laughs> Even in a just like that, wherever in the world <laughs> Samantha Jones is, she's having great sex.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Well, wherever you are, if you have a birthday today, happy birthday. If your birthday is coming up, which I'm going to take a guess and say that (laughs) you probably have a birthday coming this year. If it hasn't already happened, happy future birthday, happy past birthday. Um, We love our listeners. We celebrate you. Thank you so much for continuing on this journey of growth with us as well.
1: (laughs) And you know what? It'll be our birthday. Our, or well not you and birthday. I the, our <laughs> <pod>. <laughs> yeah our pod's birthday it'll be two in December I a think a little toddler a little toddler mm-hmm. a little Brady Brady <laughs> a little Brady, Brady. <laughs> but yes thank you so much for listening um we appreciate it so much please rate review and subscribe if you feel so inclined you can DM us a post it note on Instagram or send us a voice memo and you can find the link to do that on our Instagram page, which is at don't hate us pod. And we're almost or almost <laughs> I meant to say also on Twitter, but almost is also appropriate because I'm about halfway there. But please follow us on both um and hit us up. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yes. Uh yeah, thank you so much and you'll hear us next time. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday that's how Katy Perry says happy birthday in the song Birthday. She whispers it, and I oh. imagine every time she's whispering it to me. So, this is for you listeners. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: Katy Perry. <laughs> anyway,
0: see you next time.